Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Quick, episode 125. Today, we have a review of Swiss Army Man, directed by the Daniels, which I'm sure you all know about after everything, everywhere all at once, took the Oscars and took the world by storm last year. This is their debut film, starring Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. This was suggested by our patron, Jimmy O'Connor. Make sure you go check out our Patreon down in the description down below. We got a ton of awesome perks, including extra voting weight in this year's Real Talk Awards. The votes are absolutely pouring in right now, and your vote gets counted for extra weight if you are a patron. So go check in the description down below. Join our Patreon. Join our Discord. A lot of fun over there. We're talking in there every single day. But with that, with that intro out of the way, let's jump into Swiss Army Man. Uh, you, well, you, this is your first time watching it. I did not see your review or score. I don't think I published my review or score either. No, I didn't. I hid mine. So we both got hidden uh, reviews yeah. since yeah. we're, we're saving it for here. Um, and then obviously Seth and George are not able to be here today. I believe they're both going to be back for the episode on Monday, but don't hold me to that. Um, but they both do have scores posted. So we'll talk about that after we give our scores as well. But Cam, Swiss Army Man, what's your thoughts? Actually, hold on. I'll give the synopsis. Swiss Army Man, we all need somebody to lean on. Alone on a tiny deserted island, Hank has given up all hope of ever making it home again. But one day, everything changes when a dead body washes ashore, and he soon realizes it may be his last opportunity to escape certain death. Armed with his new friend and an unusual bag of tricks, the duo go on an epic adventure to bring Hank back to the woman of his dreams. Cam, floor is yours. I uh, I, I think I'll have Swiss Army Man around like a 75 out of 100. I enjoyed it a lot. So that's like as low as you get on the four star, but we'll, we'll keep it on the four star. Um. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed Swiss Army Man a lot. You texted earlier in the week. Um, it's a it's a quick watch, which it is. I think it's like an hour thirty seven, um, somewhere around there. So ninety ninety seven minute movie. It's you know seven minutes of credits. So basically a ninety minute movie. Quick watch, breeze to get through. Um, it's the Daniels doing the Daniels. Uh, if if you're a fan of everything, everywhere, all at once, you'll probably be a fan of this. It's definitely. Less sincere, not sincere, but um, I don't know. I, I I like everything out everywhere all at once a whole lot more than this, but I love that movie. Um, but this is no like different than that. It's uh, I just think that's a bit more pieced together. Where that that's a super weird movie with a lot of great heart, um, ton of emotion in, it, and I think this is a super weird movie with a lot of great heart uh, and a ton of emotion, um, just not to that extent of, of everything everywhere all at once, but you definitely see their directing in this. Uh, it's basically about a man finds another man who, who can fart and become a boat and can direct, like not even kidding. A source of what fresh water to drink, fresh water by puking it up. He, his, his erection um, gives directions, which great, great rhyme there. I never even thought of it before that. Uh, so maybe that's what they were going for. Like, uh, I forget what else. He, oh, he, he can snap and and light like sparks to to create fire, right? Um, so just a lot of a lot of stupid things that like if you if you're not if you don't find it funny in any way, this this could simply be a, a half star out of out of five. Um, or a zero out of a hundred, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I think it works here and I, I enjoyed it. I, Paul Dano obviously is fantastic. I like, I always like seeing, um, oh Lord, Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, um, <laughs> names are, I always enjoy seeing Daniel Radcliffe outside of Harry Potter. Um, even though like you just saw in my mind, like everything goes back to that. Um, but it's nice to see him branch out. Uh, you, you named, uh, Mary Elizabeth Inst sorry, Winstead, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Named her. 
Uh, she's like barely in it. She's basically just a picture on a phone for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think those two give really, really great performances. Um, I, I didn't love the start, you know, the start you kind of got to get into. Um, didn't wholeheartedly love the ending. I enjoyed the ending. I didn't love it. Um, but we can get into that a little bit uh, after your initial thoughts. But those are kind of my general my general takeaways from the movie. Yeah, I think you nailed a lot of things with uh, the comparisons, everything everywhere all at once. This is everything everywhere all at once was the first Daniels movie I saw. But yeah, if I would have if I would have saw this before, I think so much of it would have been less shocking from everything everywhere all at once. Like there's so much, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like the butt plug jokes and just so yeah. much silly little humor that like was shock value and everything everywhere all at once. But after if, after watching Swiss Army Man, it's like then you're like, well, everything everywhere all at once isn't even shock value. It's just mm-hmm. the way the Daniels are. Um, but this is an awesome debut. You can tell immediately that they already had their their editing style and filming style of cinematography down pat from this film. Um, but yeah, just a very bizarre movie. I mean, like Cam described what Daniel Radcliffe's character is. He can, you know, he, he can be a jet ski from his farts. He can light fires. He can pour water out of his mouth to keep Paul Dano alive. He can give directions with his erection. Um, he truly is a Swiss army man. Like that's where the point of the, the film comes or the film title comes in. But I think this easily could have been just one of the worst movies ever if it wasn't for Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe being as good as they are in this, which is similar to what you could say about everything ever at once. Like if it just didn't fall together the way it did and had such sincere performances, you could see it just not working. So I think the Daniels have a good eye for working with a, a talented casting agent to get the right people in their movies. But uh, yeah, this easily could have just fallen so flat, much like Joyride earlier this year. It's just if it's not like your style of humor or it's off putting to you, there's so much of that humor laced in here that if you don't vibe with it immediately buckle up, there's just a hundred more instances of the same exact humor coming, but I really enjoyed the editing style of this. Paul Dano, that was fantastic. Daniel Radcliffe was great as well. I mean, he's his range in this is limited in terms of what he's actually doing with his voice in this. He, you know, he's basically a little baby that washes up on shore mentally and you have to basically teach him his whole life. And Paul Dano throughout the movies kind of, egging him along, showing him what the world is all about until he kind of matures, you know, goes through kind of like a form of puberty and starts to be sexually interested. Like, it's kind of like basically like raising a baby almost. So most of the movie, you know, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Like poor things. (laughs) Exactly. Honestly. But, and most of the movie, Daniel Radcliffe is barely saying a single word. uh, And he's basically dead. Like he's just getting dragged around, thrown down cliffs. Just basically Paul Dano's just dragging this man along for life. But uh, then we kind of get to the end, and we'll 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 talk about this when we kind of end our initial discussion of the film. But I think the dialogue is really fun here and interesting. I think it's it's similar to almost before Sunrise and the before trilogy in terms of like it just seems like the Daniels are actually I'll see who actually wrote this film. It might have been them, but pause on that. So the right written by yeah the Daniels. Okay, so it was written and directed by them. Whereas the before trilogy, I almost feel like it's just Richard Linklater's out, outlooks on life and what he would want to tell himself and stuff he's learned philosophy wise over his years. And he just kind of paints that into dialogue throughout the film. I feel like Swiss Army Man is a lot of things about life where whether like I didn't look up the Daniels, like I, I know they have kids. I don't know when they had their kids. So around 2016, like this seems like something I could see someone writing to be, you know, kind of a father's message to their kids because most of the movie is Paul Dano just telling Daniel Radcliffe what the world's all about and Daniel Radcliffe realizing a lot of hard truths of how the world actually works. So I can see it either being a letter to, you know, a kid you're raising or just a letter to your younger self. As we see Paul Dano, a man that at the beginning of the film is literally trying to hang himself until the rope snaps and he sees Daniel Radcliffe. So kind of just going through those emotions of realizing you're going to end your own life and then kind of 
realizing throughout the film, like the things that have drove him to this point and what's gone on in his life to kind of push him to the brink. So I could just, I think it's a really interesting film dialogue wise that I really appreciate. Um, but ultimately overall, I do give the film a 3.5 star. It's right on the border of a four star. So I do really like it. Um, I think everything ever all at once is just a little sharper in all aspects of it. A little more engaging. I do love the dialogue though throughout this. I think it's the strongest point, but the rest of it, I can say it's a phenomenal debut for the Daniels, but just not my favorite movie in the world compared to everything ever at once, but it's definitely a lot more positive than negative. Um, so I give it a three and a half star cam. 75 would be a four star, right? I think so. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to shake my head. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Sorry. I have the screen covered. Um, no, you're fine. Then, yes. It, it is a four star. Seth gave it a four star and I, I swear George has seen this book. Yeah. Yeah. So he also gives it a four star. So we're all like pretty much in the same boat mm-hmm. here. So, and we don't have them this week, but you know, if they were here, maybe we would all just been echo chambering similar things anyways. So mm. um, we'll, we'll kind of break the spoiler point here and just start talking a little more liberally about the film and, and without kind of holding back. But mm-hmm. yeah. So where do you want to start? I don't care. It's just, uh, I, I, I think uh, it, like, I think you hit the nail on the head with like, this could be the worst movie ever, especially if you don't get the message that's like, they want you to take away um where like you mentioned like it's it's uh it's paul dano kind of walking daniel radcliffe through life and like oh you don't fart in public because people don't like that and it's an extreme case where yeah no one likes that and i don't think that's like what's you know driving someone to the brink of of uh, wanting to take their own life but it is a lot of like yeah in life people don't like people who are expressing themselves in a different way or, or being different. People want the, you to conform to normality, which you by no means you, you don't have to is basically the, the message of this movie. Um, and I think the Daniels show that really well in, in both their movies that like, they don't conform to a normal like directing style and they make stupid jokes and they make really like fart noises and, and butt plug jokes and everything. And they can still direct an Oscar winning uh, movie um and I, I i think it's a really good message um from the movie i i didn't so the ending is basically um they make it to shore uh or sorry they've been on shore the whole time they're going through the woods you find out the woods aren't that big um it's basically the woods right behind someone's house <laughs> that someone being mary elizabeth winstead who um paul dano says he sees on the bus every single day um and he hates his life and she looks like she has a great life um, and they end up right at her house. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the cops come. It's It turns out that um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was dead the whole time, or maybe not towards the end, but basically he's dead the whole time. He, he's in a body bag. Paul Dano's character is going to get interviewed for the news for surviving whatever wreck he was in or wherever he was. Maybe he was just ran away, whatever it may be, um, finding this dead person and then, He's, and then eventually Paul Dano steals um, Daniel Radcliffe, takes him to the edge of the water um, and is saying, like, we could just be together. He, he finally realizes he can be like his own person and he can be unique and everything. And I, I don't think that it was as impactful as like the ending of everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like with Joy realizing that like her mom doesn't care that she's gay, that sort of thing. And then and then her mom realizing like, hey, maybe life doesn't suck because I ended up with um with uh kia kwan's character and can't remember mm-hmm. names right now 
Um, so I think, I think just like when I compare the two movies directly, I just think, like you said, everything is sharper in everything everywhere all at once. This hits all the beats and it does well, but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's very clear. This is number one. And then they've honed it in a little bit for their Oscar win. Um, it, it makes sense that it went in that order. It would be a little bum. It'd be a, a little bit of a bummer if this came second, right? Like if they start mm-hmm. off with an Oscar win and then you come back and it's like, Oh, could this be a return form? But this is obviously laying groundwork. You have a very good movie. Um, and then it goes to that, but, um, not a ton of spoilers here per Mm -hmm. se. Um, that's kind of the ending of the movie. You can mention whatever you'd like to. Yeah. I, one thing we kind of forgot to mention that I really loved about this is the score, like the whole acapella score throughout. Yeah. Cause it's like them making the music and then mm -hmm. it becomes an acapella score. Yeah. That is, that is really good. You're right. Yeah. And it builds up to like that epic jet ski scene at the end where they Mm -hmm. scream at the top of their lungs and the title card hits, but yeah, it's most of the movie. I mean, I feel like there's a ton of ways you could probably interpret this movie. I'm sure you could do a classic, like, you know, was like who was dead the whole time, or they both dead the whole time. Like, Paul Dano literally starts the movie by trying to kill himself, and then he sees a mythical body wash up on shore and start doing all this crazy stuff. Like, I'm sure there's some, I mean, the ending, I don't know how that would factor in, but I'm sure there's some interpretation out there where you could say, you know, Paul Dano's mm-hmm. been dead this whole time, and this mm-hmm. is him in like a purgatory state. That's kind of what I thought was going to be the honestly, my, mm-hmm. my expectations when I was watching, and sorry to cut you off, my thoughts were that. Like when they wrapped up the, like, I thought no one saw Paul Dano and he wasn't actually there and it was just Daniel Radcliffe the whole time and they were like operating as like two people. I was wrong. Um, but that's what I kind of thought was coming mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. There, there could have been like a fight club moment too, like where it's like, yeah. you know, someone's just like a figment of the other person's imagination. But then, I mean, even with the ending, how like, you know, he confronts Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's kind of been this mythical figure, the whole movie of just someone on a phone screen. Maybe that could be like the final stages of purgatory as well. Like there's just a movie that I watched didn't really dive too deeply into. So my interpretation is kind of what I've laid out here. I just think it's a man's musing on life of a guy who was at the brink trying to kill himself and trying to bring up another man and, and or, and just kind of expelling all the thoughts in his head for what life is and what life isn't and what life should be and what societal norms are. Um, but I feel like there's a ton of ways that you could dive deeper into this. If you really wanted to spend some time to chew on it that I just haven't really done at this point, but Swiss army man as a whole, definitely a movie that I had a lot of fun with. Um, kind of, yeah, like we've mentioned time and time again, it's just one that stylistically might just not be your favorite or anyone's favorite. Daniel Radcliffe did mention uh, that this is his favorite film that he's ever been in. It's his favorite film of all time. So uh, good for Daniel Radcliffe. Shout out uh, Harry Potter haters. Big win for you with that one that Daniel Radcliffe likes is more than any of the Harry Potter films. Um, let's see what else. The the Paul Dano also said that he heard a one sentence synopsis of the film from the Daniels. Their pitch to him was the first fart makes you laugh. The last fart makes you cry. And that was the one sentence pitch that Paul Paul Dano needed to officially sign on. Hell yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, always funny when I see this on the IMDb pages for like fun facts of says this movie was filmed in only 22 days. It's like I read them like, yep, checks out. Makes sense. This Wouldn't this be? kind of film makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot. Like like we said, it's it's Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. It's not a lot of people and it's mm-hmm. not a big setting. It's you go to mm-hmm. the woods. You, you could sh- this would not be, shock me if it at the end was like shot on iPhone. Uh, it looks it looks a hell of a lot better than that obviously but like they just kind of went to the woods with daniel radcliffe and and they don't have like costumes or anything really it's just them and their clothes the whole time so um i I, that makes sense Mm -hmm. totally the the film this film is also the only film in history to feature a credit for a fartist um so there's a fartist credited in the credits of this film 
to help with the farts throughout. Was, so uh, don't know if that's mouth farts or actual farts, but impressive nonetheless. Yeah, good way to get that job. That that's someone finding a job right there and finding their niche market, and they've they've like cornered the market <laughs> if ever needed. Uh, it, was this featured on Ao Etabiri's uh, list of best farts? Like, I, I quote tweeted her and I put the clip of it. I was like, this Maybe needs to be on. Yeah, Maybe it needs to be on her list because uh, yeah. the farts are are epic in this, and I mean, you got an actual fartist. Important. Yeah, they're very important too. Um, yeah, and, and apparently it says members of the cast and crew all contributed to the sounds of farts that Manny yeah. made throughout the movie, except Daniel Radcliffe. So Daniel Radcliffe anti farting. The rest of the cast and crew yeah. helped helped Pro in farting. there. Interesting. Um, that I wonder why he was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm standing my ground, not not farting here." Mm -hmm. It's his farts. He's the one mm -hmm. farting the whole movie, so you would expect him to at least do it once. Give the respect to the film, Daniel. And then uh, last little fun fact I can pick out of here is uh, Daniel Radcliffe. He uh, doesn't like to swim or tread water, but obviously he's a you know pr fart propeller in this movie in the water. But he is scuba certified, so okay. it's kind of one of those things. Like if you're afraid of heights, go skydiving. Like if you're afraid of swimming yeah. in the water, just get scuba certified. Just kind of yeah, face those fears. Hell yeah! Uh, I would I would say like um, just going back to the fact that like this could be the worst movie ever, and and people will hate this comparison, but it's very like. Taika Waititi-esque, um, like Daniels mm -hmm. and him, in the sense that, like, and, and I don't think, I think the Daniels have worked, they're kind of two for two. Um, uh, Taika Waititi definitely has misses and hits. Um, I'm probably higher than on him than a lot of others, but where they just, like, throw in really stupid things and make really stupid jokes, and if the message at the end hits, you're it's going to work really well. But if not, you're screwed. You're, you made a shit movie at that point. Um but I, I think they, they have a lot of comparison in that sense. Um, and, you know, whoever doesn't, that'll just piss off because everyone hates Taika Waititi. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it looks like the Daniels, this is the only – so they've only done – Two feature films. Two I'm feature like, films. It looks like Dan, – I see Daniel – Daniel Scheinert has four feature films, but two of them look like they were solo. My dog's in my front together. yard. Huh. Oh man, <laughs> we have a backyard with a fence, and my dog is currently in our front yard. So give me one second. You, well, yeah, you wrap we're, it up. We're, yeah, we're done with this episode, anyways. So Cam's dog is uh, on the run. So live on air, you're seeing Cam's dog run away from him. Um, but yeah, now it's just kind of the Tyler show. I could uh, start expelling my thoughts on life and outlook for 2024, but we'll just cut it there. Real quick, episode 125. I hope you enjoy this movie review. Again, sorry, I know it's a bummer when we don't get everyone on here. We try our best with our scheduling to get everyone to be able to participate. But uh, George, if you haven't seen his letterbox review for paint drying, go check it out. It'll explain a lot of things for why the podcast has been the way it has been the past couple months. I know a lot of you have been curious. That should clear some things up for you. And we hope to have him back, I think, Monday. But um, yeah, our thoughts are with him. And Seth, just busy tonight. Nothing, nothing crazy. So no need to worry about Seth. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And we will see you on Monday with Real Talk episode 69. Peace out.